Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couch Talk. Today on Couch Talk, we are going to talk about telomeres and how to cure aging by one of the absolutely leaders in the world in this field, Dr. Bill Andrews. So super excited to have you here today, Bill. And what I want to do is introduce, I'm going to introduce you, give you a, um, introduce some background to what you're doing. And also, I will be um, drilling you on some of the latest research that has, show, that has spoken about um, sexual intimacy and telomere length. So I'm excited about that. So for my audience here on Couch Talk, as you know, this is an intimate place for questions and open conversation. So be prepared. And also at the end of this um, interview, you'll be able to post some questions below. If you're watching this on YouTube or in our Couch Talk podcast section of our website, please don't hesitate to post questions. We will um, tackle them as we can. Thank you. So to introduce my guest, Dr. Bill Andrews is the president and CEO of Sierra Sciences. As a scientist, athlete, and executive, he continually pushes the envelope and challenges convention. He's been featured in Popular Science, The Today Show, and numerous documentaries on the topic of life extension. In his 32-year biotech career, he's focused in the last 20 years on finding ways to extend the human lifespan and health span, right? It's not only enough to live a long life, but to live a quality life. And that has been in his research on telomere maintenance. So he's going to talk to us all about what telomere is and, and the importance of that. He has been well, so awarded. He's one of the favorite speakers at leading medical com conventions. He's been the National Inventor of the Year in 1997. He is also at age 65, did we say 65? Does a hundred mile runs, finishing at the top of his age group. And we'll talk about that, but doing grueling races, including Death Valley races and races in the Himalayas. I've known Bill now for Gosh, almost almost a decade, I would say, for several years, and I've watched him, you know, really just push the envelope in so many areas of, of physical health expertise and just this again the science of, of maintaining healthy telomeres. So, welcome, great to have you here. Thank you very much. Yeah, I I I believe that age is not a reason why we need to become unhealthy and unathletic and and old. I mean, it, it's, it's, there's something going on. And that's what I'm trying to focus my life on and trying to fix that problem. Yeah. So you have your slogan. It's, um, tell us your slogan. Well, it's, it's not our, it's, I think you're thinking of we're cure aging or die trying. Yes, um, that's it. <laughs> unfortunately, we've had too many employees die trying. And it's been a sad thing. And as a result, we've just discontinued using that. Now now our slogan is, um, let me see if I can remember what it is. It's on our, our website, but it's uh, uh, making people young again, okay, mm -hmm. I think is our slogan now. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, got, it was just too depressing when some of the people that have been dedicated their lives to uh, trying to find a cure for aging for so many years didn't make it. And uh, mm -hmm. 
we just, it was just, it just wasn't funny anymore to say cure aging or die trying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, appreciate that. And actually like your new slogan a lot better. So yeah, thank you for that. And then on that note, right, it's like our spiritual energy doesn't age. So working on the physical, right, this, this physical construct, our body, our temple, it's reversing the aging process. And not only that, but the rapid aging process by many of the environmental factors that we're exposed to, correct? Yeah, well, sometimes it's hard to distinguish between what is actually reversing aging and what is actually reversing decline in health. Now, of course, both are extremely important, but some, sometimes a lot of the things we do that are healthy lifestyle choices actually only reverse our decline in health and can make us healthier and stuff, but they still don't reverse aging. We, we will still succumb to a lot of the age-related ailments that other people do, like Alzheimer's and osteoporosis, and we, could, we still end up becoming um, uh, unable to take care of ourselves and have to be supported by caregivers and things like that. Maybe lifestyle choices and stuff like that will add a few years before that happens. But still, my goal is to go way beyond that. My goal is to actually not just reverse decline in health, which is the priority, but also keep that declined health extended as long as possible. <clears throat> and uh, that requires more than just lifestyle choices at the moment. Well, let's talk about that. First, let's address what are the causes of human aging? Well, first, I, I want to say that mice and roundworms and fruit flies and yeast and all the organisms that most people use for studying aging are really completely unrelated to the way humans age. Um, and, and it's like that was one of the frustrations I had in the early years was trying to figure out when, you know, I've been interested in trying to cure aging since I was 10 years old, but it's through high school and college and trying to research what everybody else was doing. I, I realized that it, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense that we were aging from things that were related to the environment uh, because, you know, people want to say we were like old trucks sitting in a field that get exposed to wind and rain and sun and all these kind of things that causes an old truck to wear away. But why, you know, humans that are, grow, that are living on the North and South Pole age at the same rate as people that live in the equator. And so it can't be just environment. And if environment was the cause of aging, why is it that dogs and cats age at different rates than humans when they're in the same environment? So I was always convinced that there had to be something more to it. There had to be some kind of clock that was ticking inside of us. And... Uh, that clock's just set differently in dogs and cats. And the clock, I, the first, uh, first evidence that I ever got of such a clock was in the early 1990s when I listened to a Dr. Calvin Harley speak about the tips of our chromosomes. You know, we have 10 to the 100 trillion cells in our body, and every cell contains 23 to 46 chromosomes. And at the tips of all those chromosomes are called telomeres. And what had been discovered is that the telomeres were getting shorter as people got older. And the, the rate that the telomeres got shorter was so specific that people like this Dr. Calvin Harley that I heard speak in the early 1990s, he said that he could take blood from anybody, measure the length of the telomeres inside their blood cells, and he could tell them how old they were just from measuring the length of their telomeres. And more importantly, he could say how long it would be before they would die of old age. 
of course, most people don't die of old age, but, or maybe, I don't know, a lot of people don't die of old age. It's hard to distinguish what is old age and what isn't old age any, uh, anymore. But uh, so, so I thought, well, here's the first thing that I ever saw that makes sense to be the clock. And it's still the only thing that is, I've ever seen that is a clock in humans that can actually, that can be measured and, and show you, and you can use to determine a person's age. Now, I, I got to say the measurement procedure protocols aren't well enough to be really accurate yet, but still the telomere lengths are shortening at a very specific rate. And we can do this in vitro, and we can look at skin samples from people, and we can see that it's a very linear rate correlated exactly with age. But at the time, the question was, is this a result of aging or a cause of aging? Uh, chromosomes have been compared to shoelaces, uh, long shoelaces, and the caps on your shoelaces are the equivalent of telomeres on your chromosomes. And so, you know, when the caps on your shoelaces get short, your shoelace starts to fall apart. And uh, when telomeres get short, your chromosomes start falling apart. Well, people thought, well, okay, this telomere shortening was a result of aging. But I thought, maybe not, maybe not. And, and other people did too, including the person that I heard speak, Calvin Harley, he was suggesting maybe, just maybe, telomere shortenings was the cause of aging, not just the result of aging. But to show that, we had to find a way to lengthen them. And what, what, did you want to interrupt me? And <laughs> Yeah, I did. I want to share my screen and just show our audience a picture of, um, let's see, do you see the, um, the telomere slide? I see it, yes. Okay, so can you just talk through like the, how the, where the telomeres are and the changes, you know, explaining this slide. Okay, well, the first thing that you see up on the top left is a cell. And we are made up of cells. Well, as I mentioned, 100 trillion of these things. Uh, when you look in a microscope really closely on your skin, you actually see those cells. Now, the pink thing that you see in the middle of that uh, circle thing, that's the nucleus. And inside the nucleus, you can see some blue objects and those are chromosomes. And one of those chromosomes is blown up to larger size and you can see that right below. So a chromosome is made up of two arms, the left arm and the right arm. It goes all the way from the very top all the way to the bottom. And if you look closely, you can actually see inside the, at least the bottom left arm, you can see some circle thing. It's actually, what, what, what you see there is, you see the whole DNA molecule, the thing that contains all of our genes, is all coiled up like a slinky to fit inside that chromosome. <clears throat> okay, so, so remember I compared the chromosome to a shoelace. Well, at the very tips of those chromosomes, the dark pink areas, that's the telomeres. Okay, so every single time, so, so you see four telomeres because there's two arms and each arm has two ends. And so the telomere at each end. Now what you see is that in the second column, you see that now that cell has divided. When in order for a cell, when a cell divides to make two daughter cells, those daughter cells need to be identical to the parent cell. And in order to do that, before division, everything inside that cell needs to be duplicated. And that includes the chromosomes. So the chromosomes get duplicated, but believe it or not, our cells lack the ability to duplicate the chromosomes all the way to the very end. And so when they're making a copy of that new DNA, 
or that making a new DNA copy from the old DNA, when they reach the very end of the DNA, the, the mechanisms for copying it fall off. And so as a result, the new DNA is shorter than the old DNA. So, so you can see pictorially here that these telomeres appear to be a little bit shorter than the, the chromosome on the left. Okay, so now those two cells divide again to produce four cells. Again, everything needs to be duplicated. Again, the, plumber, the, the re, uh, replication or duplication process doesn't duplicate the chromosomes all the way to the end. And again, they're a little bit shorter. And so <clears throat> this has happened. So every time a cell divides, the telomeres get shorter. And every time somebody has some kind of like disease that causes cells to divide faster, that causes telomeres to shorten faster. And a typical disease would be like muscular dystrophy where cells are unhealthy and they die at a fast rate. And so every time the cells die, they have to be, other cells have to divide to replace those cells. And so the telomeres get shorter and shorter. And a person with muscular dystrophy doesn't even know they have muscular dystrophy typically until they've, they're in their 20s or 30s or 40s even. <clears throat> and uh, then the telomeres have gotten so short that the cells can no longer divide to replace the dead cells. So for a lot of reasons, every reason in the book, we've got to keep telomeres as long as possible to stay healthy as long as possible. Yes, yes. So let's talk about ways that you found that <coughs> work exactly in this. And then we can talk about some of the myths, some of the mistakes people have been making too. Okay. Well, the, the first... Let me, let me divide it into two categories. There's one thing you can do that can reduce the rate of telomere shortening. I call it, because let, let me start off by saying there are things you can do to make the telomere short go faster, and that's poor lifestyle choices. Anything that increases stress, uh, anything that uh, increases inflammation, uh, and those include like smoking, obesity, all these things accelerate the rate of the telomere shortening. So there are things that we can do to reduce that rate of, of accelerated telomere shortening to bring it back to what I call a basal level of telomere shortening. And so, so the world's expert, in my opinion, on that is a Dr. Elisa Eppel. And she's actually one of the authors of the paper that I will be talking about shortly. And she's also just published a really great book called The Telomere Effect. And uh, so people, I recommend reading this book because if you wanna know what you can do to keep your telomeres as long as possible, uh, follow everything she says in that book. Now, she, she's recently published some stuff that's not included in that book yet, and that's what we'll be talking about later today, some very exciting stuff. So that's one avenue. One avenue is to decrease the rate of telomere shortening, but the other is to lengthen your telomeres. There's no lifestyle choices, there's no supplements you can take. There's nothing you can do that will lengthen your telomeres. But there are, we, you know, this is what I got into uh, way back in the mid-1990s. I led a team that ended up discovering an enzyme called telomerase. And my team was awarded second place for United States Inventor of the Year. And I say United States is actually National Inventor of the Year, but I speak in foreign countries so often. I, have, I say United States. So that when I'm speaking in Japan, they don't think I got the Japan uh, National Inventor of the Year. But <clears throat> so it's, I got the National Inventor of the Year for that discovery because it's, it's been showing that it actually impacts every disease you've ever heard of. So this enzyme, telomerase, actually lengthens telomeres. 
And my company, Sierra Sciences, is totally focused on finding ways to cause all of our cells to produce this enzyme telomerase to lengthen our telomeres. And we've, we've made some major successes. We've, we've, we are now producing enough, we've found ways to produce enough telomerase in cells to at least shorten the rate that telomeres uh, go, but we haven't, we're about eightfold below the potency we need to actually lengthen telomeres. And I think we're one to three years away from, from achieving that. Um, so there's the two approaches. One, one is to life, healthy lifestyle choices, read the telomere effect uh, by Dr. Elisa Eppel. And that's one thing you can do. The other is to lengthen your telomeres. There's a few products on the market. Uh, one is I highly recommend a company called Defy Time, which is pretty much selling all the discoveries that we make here. And uh, a benefit, a side benefit is that we get a royalty from that that's 100% put back into our research to develop even better products. Uh, but Defy Time is a, it's, their website is www.defytimetam.com and that's D-E-F-Y-T-I-M-E and then T-A-M for telomerase activating molecule. So T-A-M, Tom Applemary.com. Uh, so those are the two things you can do right at the moment. And so what are some, some quality of life factors um, that do increase telomerase? Uh, actually none. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of misunderstanding in, in the literature. Um, and uh, that's because measuring telomere lengths and measuring telomerase activity is very difficult to do and so actually very few people can you know it takes people that have been in the field for as many years as I have which is you know approaching what 20 now or more than 20 uh, and and actually I'm I'm one of the inventors and or or the company that I was working for a lot of the other scientists I was working for helped in inventing the techniques that exist now but you can't it's it's difficult a lot of company, a lot of research labs would just buy kits from other companies to do the assays. Full time interpreting them, and they don't know that they're working or not working. And I can look at their papers and I can say, yeah, it's not working. They've misinterpreted their results. So there is a lot of belief that lifestyle, uh, including especially meditation, uh, can increase your tel your can yeah, lengthen your telomeres by inducing telomerase. But it, it's actually uh, further research is going to show that that's actually not the case. Uh, the only way to actually lengthen your telomeres is to induce telomerase with some type of uh, uh, natural product or uh, uh, chemical or pharmaceutical that actually can get inside your cells and actually interact with the promoter, what's called the promoter of the gene for telomerase, and turn it on. Mm. Well, then. So, yeah, nothing can, but, but lifestyle choices can the rate of telomere shortening down that's for sure yeah so so that's key i mean i want some optimism here because <laughs> when we think of okay what what are you know so again in your life let's talk about the day in the life of bill andrews uh, maintaining you know optimizing telomere length or maintaining it decreasing the slowing or decreasing the shorting of our telomeres what does that look like on a daily basis for for those of us out here? Well, I, you know, I take high doses of vitamin D, 
vitamin D has been published in scientifically peer-reviewed journals to not lengthen telomeres, but to decrease the rate of telomere shortening. So people that have been taking it for a long time have longer telomeres than their friends or same age that haven't been. The same is true for omega-3 fatty acids, uh, omega, uh, antioxidants, especially um, alpha-lipoic acid and vitamin E. Uh, and then, uh, but any, any antioxidant is gonna help there. Um, and then exercise, you know, quit smoking, quit uh, being obese. Uh, anything that induces inflammation, and the big ones are sugar, uh, uh, saturated fats and trans fats. You know, on a diet that, that doesn't have any of those. Um, I've actually, if I could pr promote a product that I don't have anything to do with, except that I buy it in, in large amounts uh, to consume. And that's a, a shake called Ideal Shakes. Uh, Ideal Shakes I've found are very low in sugar, saturated fats, and uh, trans fats. And I've been I've been a uh, big consumer of those lately because I think they they help keep my telomeres long. And there, there's probably others out there. Uh, maybe your company even sells some now that I think of it that I, I need to uh, look more closely before I start uh, promoting competition. <laughs> but the, uh, um, we do. We have a great protein shake. It has zero gram sugar. It's sweetened with monk fruit. So 26 grams protein. We definitely need to uh, send you that one as well as. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I learned because I'm always looking I've for the next product. best thing. <laughs> as long as I've known you, I've, I've been a big fan of your products. And so I got a, uh, I didn't know about your shakes. Um, the, uh, uh, but what else do I do? I, I, um, um, wow. I, I, you know, it's just de-stress, uh, meditate, meditate. I, I've been a big meditator since I was in uh, high school. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a very, very important thing to decrease stress because stress causes accelerated telomere short. And again, read the telomere effect by Dr. Lisa Eppel where, and, and it's also, the, yeah, I should say there's a co-author, uh, uh, Nobel Prize winner Elizabeth Blackburn. Uh, Elizabeth Blackburn is more a molecular biologist. Uh, Lisa Eppel is the psychologist that has really been uh, doing this, and she's been working with uh, Elizabeth Blackburn to actually do telomere length measurement studies and stuff like that. But the 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 uh, the ideas of the things that to look at at the lifestyle levels are are come from Dr. Lisa Eppel. Um, so the uh, yeah, but uh, learn what you can do. And I, I think I'm trying to think if there's anything I haven't mentioned. Um, be optimistic. I mean, there's actually two studies now showing that people that don't believe they'll live to be 100, they won't. You know, it's uh, and 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 it's seen in their telomeres. They, they, people who are pessimistic for some reason have shorter telomeres than optimistic. But you know. This new study. I don't know if this is a good time to jump into that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. on that thought, you didn't mention exercise, and I know we know you're an yeah. avid runner, and exercise is a big part of it, right? But there's certain kind of exercises that are going to be more stressful than others. And number one, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. <laughs> I, actually, I I forgot my number one. Yes, I always say the the best thing you can do to extend your lifespan and health span is endurance exercise. But you don't want to be one of those runners that cross finish lines on your hands and knees throwing up because you pushed yourself so hard. You want to enjoy it. Go out, socialize during the race, carry a camera, take pictures. Just don't kill yourself because when you really do endurance exercise and, and take it easy, you actually, you decrease 
stress. We, humans have the ability to boost their antioxidant levels when they are uh, exercising. Um, now, the same is true for bicycling, walking, swimming, kayaking, snow skiing, all these kind of things. All these things, as long as you don't just push yourself to overexhaustion, you are doing yourself a good favor. Now, if you are one of those endurance athletes that just like to kill yourself in every event, you might be accelerating your aging. You might be in a lot of, because of the extremely high inflammation that you're causing. But it's, it's surprising, I've learned firsthand that if I run every day, or at least six days a week, I never get any inflammation at all. Um, if I go, if, and, I've no, and everybody else, if you go like you run every two to three weeks and then go out and run a marathon, you'll do really good, but you will be dead as a doornail the, the next day from all the inflammation. And that is bad for you. And so you don't, you don't want to get do anything that causes inflammation. But yes, uh, endurance exercise is probably one of the best things. I don't believe that pumping iron and doing things that really are going to tear up your muscles because that causes, in, in order for your muscles to get larger, that requires cell division. And every time cells divide, telomeres get shorter. <clears throat> and so, so you want to stay away from that. But there's a lot of benefit to it too. You know, I, I, I definitely want to pump more iron than I do just to look better. And even despite the fact that it will probably accelerate the rate of my telomere shortening. But I believe that it's just a matter of one to three years from now before we have a pill or something else, an injection, we don't know what it'll be, that will actually lengthen your telomere. So it'll all be okay. And let me just, while I'm talking about, say the same is true for things like microdermabrasion, which I think is a wonderful thing for women to do and men who do it too. Uh, it's, uh, but it does accelerate telomere shortening because of the fact that it causes, induces cell division. Uh, same with immune boosters. They also induce uh, cell division, which causes accelerated telomere shortening. But I recommend every, still do it all. It's just that uh, 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 hope that we are successful in, in getting a telomerase inducer before it's too late for you. Well, and I think there are many avenues, right? There are, it's, it's always more than one angle. There's, it's, you know, typically um, a combination of things to get that whole body, that quality health picture. So, you know, doing those things that improve flexibility. You said you do yoga six times a week. I like yoga and I like boxing exercises. Those are the two that gives me the best shape and meditative exercises as well. So two birds with one stone, very efficient. I like that. So, um, so I think that's, that's the idea is like coming at it from a whole body perspective and, and that something that we enjoy doing that improves our quality of life and our quality of function as well. Yes, all those things are important, especially the yoga. There's been lots of now scientifically peer-reviewed studies showing that people that do yoga and meditate have longer telomeres than people that don't. And so as you just said, I, I do yoga six times a week. Um, but I should say that, that lifting weights is good, okay? When I was talking about bodybuilding, I'm talking about those people that really are trying to make the really big muscles by lifting these massive weights to tear their muscles apart. That, that might be, no, no studies have been done yet, but just by logic, I would predict that that's gonna be causing accelerated telomere shortening. So, um, um, uh, what's his name? The, uh, um, uh, Jack LaLanne 
uh, he, he ended up living into his 90s very healthy. And so, you know, there's, there, I might be wrong. It's, it's just a guess on my part at this point until some well, studies are done. Yeah, and we're going to talk about one of the studies now. But before I do, you said something really important, too, is that optimism factor, that positivity factor. And, and that's, that's huge. And I, I would just say in, in my life and the seeing, you know, um, my father, you know, who you, I think he, he was at, he had come to hear me speak one time, maybe at a conference that you were speaking at as well. But my father at 79, he was, you know, his doctors had given up with him and we just, you know, instilled those lifestyle habits. You know, I put him on my detox program, made him drink my shake, my maca took away his scotch temporarily, can't take it away long-term and an old Navy man. But, um, and he lived to be 91. But his, his philosophy was that he was always looking for the next, you know, he, he knew like at 79, he goes, I just need to make 80. And at 80, he's like, I need to make 90. But then, um, you know, he was struggling after he'd been on dialysis for 18 months at that point and um, was, you know, in and out of the hospital. And the last time he was in the hospital, his doctors told him, he said, well, it's, you know, at some point, we have to withdraw dialysis and it's just we're getting it's a it's a balance between congestive heart failure renal failure and and uh, your blood pressure and what we can do to maintain you and and talked about hospice and explained what that meant and he was he's been dnr for he was dnr for over a year at that point do not resuscitate status and but that talk, I mean, he passed away. That was Friday. They had that talk. He passed away Sunday. So at that point, he just, he just, you know, I think yeah. he just gave up. I, I've, I've been a, through a similar experience with my father recently, too. Mm, the, and we all have to figure out ways of getting telomeres longer because I think this will decrease the risk of all these different diseases. Every disease that you've ever heard of now including the common cold and AIDS and stuff like that has been published in scientifically pure view journals saying that short telomeres increase the chances of them tremendously. Uh, and so if we can keep our telomeres long, we, we will be healthy in every way. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, we can talk about stem cells too, but I want to hit this. I'm going to share my screen again, switch over and talk about this um, article that was published called Sexual Intimacy in Couples is Associated with Longer Telomere Length. And this was done um, research that has been done out of the University of California, right? Published in Psychoneuroendocrinology. And for those who are interested, you can Google this um, through Science Direct at Psychoneuroendocrinology. It is volume 81, published in 2017 pages 46 to 51. So I highly recommend you guys search this and, and resource um, and, and read this full article. But um, yeah, so let's talk about it here. This is actually a fairly exciting publication in that it's going to bring more attention to the field of telomere biology. But it's, it's you know, um, you know, I've, I've talked with a lot of sex therapists, sex consultants, and stuff like that at conferences and stuff like that. And, and it is pretty clear that a lot of people believe that sex is actually a de-stressor. And so it's a good way to, and, and you, you know, you, you're one of the first ones I ever talked to. And, 
and I'm sure you can add a lot more to the explanation as to why this paper is true. What it's saying is that women that have sex more than once a week are, have longer telomeres than women have let sex less than once a week. Uh, and and doc, you, saw, you saw in the paper that Dr. Lisa Eppel, who I've mentioned several times, is one of the authors, and she and I have been talking about this, and she, 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 she eagerly told me to tell the audience that's listening right now that more research is needed. And, uh, <laughs> so, so it's, it's it, in fact, for instance, she only looked at women at the, on this particular study. That, that's not saying that the same is not true for men, but it's got it, but men, there were no men in the study, so she can't say men yet, but more studies needed to show that the same is true for men. And then <clears throat> there's gotta be some other studies done that look at more of the frequency of sex, maybe, the more sex you have, the longer your telomeres. Uh, so far, all they've looked at is less or more than once a week and put those into two groups. But uh, it's further studies. This could be actually quite significant uh, in terms of correlating to one of the best things you can be doing. Actually, one of the most fun, enjoyable things you could be doing to keep your telomeres long. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not an expert in the molecular biology and uh, stuff about uh, sexual intimacy and stuff like that. But I, I, I do. I might, my, my field is in mostly telomeres, but I think this paper is uh, done a very, very good job of showing that there is a strong correlation between sexual activity and and uh, telomere length. Yeah, and let me um, let me read that. Uh, um... Let me read that. Um, a section. I want to read the conclusion a second here. And let's see here. Let's read the conclusion. I love this conclusion because it's, oops. Here, let me get back to that page. Here we go. Okay, so in summary, um, the author state, the present results provide novel evidence that sexual intimacy within the context of long-term relationship provides health-enhancing benefits as indexed by whole blood and PBMC telomere length. So, so that's key. And when we think about um, research with oxytocin, we know that oxytocin has so many longevity benefits as well as marital relationships, good healthy marital relationships have longevity benefits. And so that here we maybe see that it's associated with a longer telomere length. She, she specifically mentions oxytocin in this paper as one of the probably the uh, reasons why telomeres uh, are longer. So it's uh, that's I you know I've been hearing a lot a lot more about oxytocin. I think I first heard it from you several years ago, uh, and it is something I think is going to be a significant thing for people's sex lives. Yeah, I do. I know we need some more research, and it would be nice to know if it increased um, telomerase activity. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be no shortage of volunteers. Yes, yes, I think this is this is key. So, and this area, just that concept of increasing the things in our life that we enjoy and being able to um, promote understanding that that it does ma make a difference of of our way we respond to and interact with those who we are in daily contact with, right? And in an environment and that choosing the things that, that bring us pleasure in our life, that that's going to definitely promote longevity. You know, one of the things I always say 
Bill, as we talk about resveratrol and, and a glass of red wine and how great it is to have a glass of red wine on a daily basis for antioxidant, the antioxidant benefits, heart health benefits, and longevity benefits. But I argue very um, uh, loudly that in these Mediterranean cultures where a glass of wine and that resveratrol is part of their culture, it is the group of people they are sitting, having a glass of wine with, enjoying, laughing, in community with, that is improving the longevity versus the glass of wine itself. So um, I, I think that that's true for the activities we choose and, and the community that we're involved in, that those things do make a difference in our longevity. It's nice to see that research coming out too. Yeah, and in my review of the scientifically peer-reviewed literature, I have found very little that says that resveratrol and other type of things like that uh, significantly affect uh, lifespan and health span in humans. Uh, it works very well in mice, roundworms, and fruit flies, and yeast, but uh, we just haven't seen it in humans. I, every day, though, you know, I take resveratrol every morning, and uh, and I also take my NAD, or I take nucleotide nicotinamide riboside every morning, just because they might work. They don't harm anything. At least they they might do things like make us more energetic, but they're not reversing uh, aging in human health. And, and recently, some papers have come out showing that no data has come up showing that even caloric restriction has been showing has been resulting in age reversal or, or life extension and health extension in humans. It's all mice and roundworms and fruit flies and yeast. Yeah, well, that's a huge um, concept because there's a lot of, of um, discussion around caloric restriction and how that does improve longevity, quality of life, and aging. But it, it, I think the research does show it decreases the diseases of aging. Yes. Well, it decreases, it makes you, it extends your health span. It makes you, it reverses declining health, which as I said earlier, might not necessarily be aging. Just because you're coming healthier doesn't mean it's a reversal of aging. But um, it is a really good thing to do, okay? But it's, it's and, and I should be careful when I say that it doesn't extend lifespan uh, necessary in humans because they definitely show uh, like improvements in energy levels and stuff like that and, and makes people healthier when they when they do these kind of things but you're right yeah yeah and speaking of lifespan we'll provide a link below to um to give a link to a way to have individuals check their own telomerase activity and give them an aging number based on the telomere length at this time right but here you yes. can talk about the current status of testing but i do want to say i'm with you on the resveratrol issue it is one of the ingredients in mighty maca for the reason, you know, the antioxidant and the um, supporting the anti-inflammatory pathways. So there's other good reasons to put it in there, but definitely you drink a Mighty Maca, it will help you, probably will help you age better. And um, I highly encourage you to take it with your groups of friends <laughs> to increase the overall benefit. <laughs> and let me, let me interrupt, and this is something you can cut out of the recording. Um, my next meeting has just shown up. We started late, uh, what do you estimate is the amount of more time that Let's we were? Let's close. We're good. Okay. Because you, you were talking about you wanted to discuss the myths that oh, were out yeah. there. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Can we just take five minutes to do yeah, that? Let's do five minutes. And then, and then we're good to close. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Let me just. 
All right, Bill, so let's just talk about the myths and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. The, uh, did you want to, do you have a list that you want to go through? Or do you want me to just? Yeah, go ahead and, and lead us through. Cause I know there, you have a priority list on those. Some of the biggest pet peeves you have about the myths of. Um, well, the, the biggest myth that seems to be floating around is that having long telomeres or making telomeres longer or inducing telomerase causes cancer. And this is, like, there's absolutely no scientific data showing this at all. <clears throat> there's actually hundreds of papers showing the exact opposite. Now, this myth just got increased recently because a paper came out showing that there's a correlation between not telomere lengths, but gene variants, or they're called SNPs, SNPs, uh, uh, gene variants that are associated with long telomeres. So when people have a certain gene, a certain variant of a gene, there, there's a correlation to that they have longer telomeres. And so people have taken a lot of these different genes and found out that the more of these gene variants that they have, the higher their chances of getting cancer. But it doesn't mean it's because, there's only one paper so far that's come out and said this. It doesn't mean that, that the uh, gene variants are, the, are lengthening the telomeres. It means that the gene variants are doing something else to the cell that's probably increasing their risk of cancer. And that in itself is doing something to increase the length of telomeres. It might not be in a direct, and one thing that people often forget is that a person's telomere lengths are not determined by the telomerase levels that are in their own body. Their telomere lengths are determined by the telomerase activity that were in the primordial germ cells of their parents. Okay, so, so the presence of this gene in you has nothing to do with your telomere lengths. Uh, unless, unless for some reason the gene is doing something to like increase cancer risks and, and cancer all by itself will actually cause increased telomere length. So, the, 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 so that, that actually points out that the long telomeres might be actually uh, a result of the cancer, not vice versa. So, it, it's, so there's only one paper, but there's one paper that's just come out recently that says that people that have gene variants that are associated with longer telomeres have higher risk of cancer but these people never measure the telomere lengths. And that's a very frustrating part of this paper. There's probably 50 to 100 other papers that have been published. In fact, a few of them since this other paper came out showing that when they actually measure the telomeres, they find the exact opposite result. Short telomeres cause cancer. And so this is what I'm trying to explain to audiences when I speak, I'll be speaking to a hundred or a thousand doctors in Tokyo uh, in a few weeks, short telomeres cause cancer. Short telomeres increase the ability for the chromosomes to start mutating. When telomeres get really short, you can see hundreds of chromosome rearrangements and mutations in cells that occur. These mutations cause the cancer because every cancer that's ever been discovered has been associated to some type of mutation in the cell. The short telomeres cause the, uh, the mutations that cause the cancer. Telomerase makes the telomeres longer. And 
every study that's ever been done with human tissues or with uh, mice or other organisms where they have lengthened the telomeres with telomerase only showed that they had a decreased risk of cancer, not an increased risk of cancer. And so people got to be really careful. Now, one of the unfortunate things is this book that I'm highly promoting called The Telomere Effect uh, does say in it that uh, telomerase causes cancer. And I think this is going to cause a lot of people to be afraid of lengthening their telomeres when products come out. But, but the, the authors, you know, uh, uh, really haven't studied that that much. They, they, it's, it's, a lot of it is based on research that I did when I first led the team that discovered telomerase back in the mid-1990s. One of the first things we did was show that inhibition of telomerase in cancer cells killed every cancer cell by causing them to die from accelerated aging. Well, as a result, a lot of people said, well, if inhibiting telomerase kills cancer cells, then telomerase must be the cause of cancer. But they got it all wrong. Telomerase actually decreases the risk of cancer. And, and it, it, it actually improves your body's ability to fight cancer if you already have cancer. So it, it's, it's, I mean, let's imagine that there was something true to some of these papers, that maybe there is some way that telomerase increases the risk of cancer. Or, can, or let's say telomerase can cause cancer by some theoretical mechanism. Well, we already know that the lack of telomerase, we know with beyond a shadow of a doubt that the lack of telomerase definitely increases cancer by a lot of explained mechanisms. And so you have a choice. You either have telomerase in your cells or you have lack of telomerase in your cells. There is no third choice. Okay, so, so you're still better off having telomerase producing your cells. If we were to weigh them on a scale, we'd find out that telomerase, you know, may or may not cause cancer to a small rate, but the lack of telomerase causes it to a much, much higher rate. And uh, so, so, so that's a myth that's circulating that, I, and I'm, I'm actually coming out with a new book that's being launched on May 18th when I speak in Tokyo. Uh, it'll be, uh, it's already being translated into Japanese, Chinese, South uh, Korean, uh, American, and several other languages. So it'll be available all over the world. And the title of this book is, is Telomere Lengthening, um, the Cure for All Diseases, Including Cancer and Aging. Wow. That's a, and that's a strong statement to make, for sure. Yeah. And, but in it, I describe the mechanisms why this is true. Uh, the telomere effect does say that telomerase causes cancer, but they don't really provide any good mechanisms, and they don't provide any data, and there's not any data. There's no data at all saying that, that telomerase causes cancer. Every single scientifically peer-reviewed journal study has shown that telomerase actually reduces the risk of cancer. So this myth has to be dispelled. The other myth that, that comes up a lot is that lifestyle induces telomerase, and that's just a myth that's been developed from actually telomere assays and telomerase assays not being done correctly. And so further data is going to prove all this. But uh, I, I actually am looking forward to the day when we have ways of lengthening telomeres on everybody, and we're going to see cancer reduced to a tremendous rate, including all other diseases, declining 
people's health is going to be improved immensely and a side effect and not just a side effect of of telomerase expression and uh, telomere lengthening is that we're going to live a lot longer uh, but nobody wants to live a long time unhealthy we want to live a long time very healthy absolutely and, yeah yeah, well, I want to thank you so much for giving this information and really and especially addressing that area of controversy. It does highlight how many things can be misinterpreted in the literature and with the you know way scientific studies are interpreted as well. So um, I, I discernment, right? It's, it's becoming an educated um, educated client, educated in this area. And I just am very grateful for your time and your generous, you're a generous donor of information and as well as your time today to our audience. And I wanna thank you. And I'm sure we'll have questions come up. So hopefully we'll get you back on another podcast because I know that I have at least a dozen questions that I didn't get to ask today that I totally wanna address, including hormones, stem cells, and, and much more on oxytocin in future podcasts. Sound good? Well, I always <laughs> enjoy interviews with you, so I look forward to it. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. All right. Well, you take care. And again, thanks so much for your time. Thank you.